I personally think that introverts are the best speakers. And the reason I think that is because I feel that introverts are phenomenal observers and they're really good at understanding people's body language. So when they finally like move through their fear, not get rid of their fear, but move their fear and stand on that stage, they can understand when they're resonating with an audience or when they need to pivot. They can see the body language You go, oh, they're getting it. Good. I'll keep going in this way. And so it's just a matter of them having some training and getting that step-by-step skill set to move through the anxiety that they might have to get onto that stage. But most of them, when I work with them, they go, oh, it's after that first five minutes and I'm in my groove. I'm fine. Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am so excited to welcome you to a special National Small Business Week edition of the Small Biz Chat Live. Listen, we have an incredible show here for you today. Here on the Small Biz Chat Live, we are all about peer-to-peer mentoring. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And today's show is about how to design your life and then design your business. We're all about giving you advice from multiple angles so that you can think about maybe a jewel or gem here that's going to help you take your business to the next level. So with that, let me introduce my guest. Misty Mejia. Misty is a business strategist and speaker coach, and she has over 20 years of experience in market strategy, product management, public speaking, corporate branding, and channel marketing. Misty is the founder of Misty Mejia LLC, where she works as a creative director for executive speakers from ideation of high stakes presentations to delivery, helping to inspire audiences from the boardroom to the keynote stage. In addition, Misty is a performer, director, and choreographer in professional theater with more than 100 productions in her background. For more information, MistyMahia.com. Misty, thank you so much for joining me on the Small Biz Chat Live. Oh, thank you for having me. I love it. (laughs) So Misty, walk us through your background. Like, how did you get to, you know, you have a very, very background from theater to accounting to helping people with their speaking skills. So how did you end up doing all of that? It is all over the place, right? (laughs) I mean, for me, you know, it started when I was super young and I epically failed at public speaking. And that became my story for a really long time. And my parents pushed me into dance so I could just be comfortable in front of people. And then they pushed me into theater. Like they forced me to take a theater class. And all of a sudden that shy woman found her voice and a way to be in front of an audience with ease. And it was this step-by-step checklist where I think a lot of us, when we first speak, 
it's usually in grade school, right? And we're shoved in front of and go, go speak about this topic, but you're not given the tools to know how and you fail and that becomes your story. And so me, that was my story for many, many years until I found theater. And then I got a theater degree and an acting degree and went into technology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the Silicon Valley and that's what you do is you go into tech. And because of that degree, though, I became a global spokesperson for the very first company I was at. And I was able to memorize the topics and memorize the technology and be able to articulate it on stage. And so they gave me the mic. And from there, I just kept going from company to company to company. But because I still had an acting degree and a directing degree, I had to have theater still in my life. So I was doing the professional theater on the side. Wow. Wow. So if you want to become a professional speaker or even just speak more to promote your business, let's not say not, let's not say you necessarily want to be this, you know, high paid keynote speaker. Let's just say you want to use speaking to promote your business. What should you do first? For most people, I know that public speaking is an absolute fear. Like it's just paralyzing. But if you start with your small business in environments where you do feel comfortable and setting yourself up for success, that could be, I know for me, when I left corporate for a little bit and started my own company years ago, I made friends with the local newspapers and the publishers there. And we just had coffee and chat. And then they started quoting me in the news and that helped my business. But being comfortable and just having a one-on-one conversation and getting to know people was my happy spot. And then going to the city and joining the Small Business Association and becoming a member there and then becoming the vice president of that association, that also gave me a way to speak to other business owners and figure out how together we could drive success. So speaking in just small areas first of where you go, okay, I'm comfortable in a one-on-one or I'm comfortable maybe one to three So you're not going on to that keynote stage of thousands like you are. (laughs) Might be the first step to go, all right, I can drive success for my business by making these simple connections. Now, if you do want to, let's say, become a professional speaker, Uh how important is it to develop a niche for your content? I have produced some of the largest events in accounting. And so we would have Oprah and all of these celebrities, Malcolm Gladwell, come and speak at our conference. And when we did the breakout sessions, we would always have discussions of like, hey, we need an expert in X, Y, and Z. Who do you know? So having a niche is really important because you become known as that speaker and that expert in that area. And your name will pop up as the person to go to for small business advice, for e-commerce advice, whatever it is. If you put that stamp on it, you will continue to be able to go deep and be the person that people reach out to. I love it. So let's say you want to be this speaker but you're an introvert. Like you're like, really, I'm not that girl. Like I'm not, I'm not gregarious and out here shaking hands. You know, I'm not the life of the party anywhere I go. So how do you, how do you bring that out of yourself? If you're, if you really are an introvert? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that question, Melinda. I personally think that introverts are the best speakers. And the reason I think that is because I feel that introverts are phenomenal observers and they're really good at understanding people's body language. So when they finally like move through their fear, not get rid of their fear, but move their fear and stand on that stage, they can understand when they're resonating with an audience or when they need to pivot. They can see the body language and go, oh, they're getting it. Good. I'll keep going in this way. And so it's just a matter of them having some training and getting that step-by-step skill set to move through the anxiety that they might have to get onto that stage. But most of them, when I work with them, they go, oh, it's after that first five minutes and I'm in my groove, I'm fine. But it's usually just that first five minutes of like (gasps) panic. So then we work on just really building a pre-presentation ritual to get them comfortable from moment one. Hmm. So how do you get yourself sort of like your first speaking gigs? Like, how do you, how do you put yourself out there and, and how do you know what to even charge people when you're just getting started speaking? Yeah. For when you're first getting started, a lot of people want to go for that. Like, Oh, I'm going to go for a keynote. It's like, oh. <laughs> that might not be the first place to start. Luckily, all of these wonderful platforms all of the social media platforms have video components to it. And so creating your own space first is, I think, really important. Starting a podcast, going on to LinkedIn and doing a LinkedIn Live, whatever it is, is creating your own moments first so you can become that go-to speaker for whatever topic you've decided to go to. And then events, start seeing you out there, start seeing your voice, start seeing your style, what you're speaking about, And they become aware of who you are. Because I know for me, when I hire speakers, I go and vet the work that they've already put out there so I can see what kind of speaker they are, what kind of energy they have, what they're going to be bringing to my audience, whether they're the right fit for who I have to serve. So it's just a matter of first create your own space because that's going to be the easiest thing to do. And then you start applying for different events out there because everybody has an application to go apply and become a speaker and make sure that you know their audience so you can kind of tailor your application to what their audience is. So when is the right time to develop your demo reel? I mean, do you wait until you have that big keynote speech or can you do it in a a smaller venue just so you can, you know, be able to demonstrate something like of you on stage doing your best? you're so right. Like do it whenever you want. (laughs) You don't have to have a keynote to do it. I literally have had people that have filmed, had their friends sit in an audience and film them doing a talk at a community event. And they sent that to me as their reel. Would I recommend that? No, you want to have something a little bit more polished, but typically a speaker and somebody that hires them, a producer can tell within a few seconds, whether you have what it takes to be on there. And to me, what I look for is articulate. Are they poised? Can I tell if they're nervous? Like if they're weight shifting and they're moving back and forth on their bottom half, then I'm like, ooh, they're really nervous in this situation. So I will tell in a first few seconds whether they're just comfortable speaking and they know their stuff. And then it's like, all right, I'm good. I vetted them. Now I just want to have a conversation with them and hear a little bit more about their topic. But if you do that speaker reel of your webinars, 
and maybe a piece of your podcast and all of these other things and some quotes from people who have attended your events that have raved about what you said or a moment that you mentioned that just made them go, ah, and have that light bulb moment, then that's everything that goes in your speaker reel. You do not need to have a keynote in order to create it. I'm so glad you said that because I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves like to, you know, have this big, you know, there must be 3000 people in the audience kind of thing. And I'm like, (laughs) I I, I was like, for years, I didn't even have a reel. (laughs) Like I just did all the other social media stuff I did. And people would just call me and ask me to speak. So it works out. Um, So before you get out there, how can you get some practice? Like, what are some of the best ways to get practice before you pitch yourself for like a really high profile opportunity? When you are practicing for that moment, I was just speaking with one of my clients yesterday and she actually created her own event and she is not keynoting her own event, but her goal is to be a keynote. Yeah. That, that was my face too, Melinda. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole reason to do your own event is because it's your stage. Like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh, we had a a come to Jesus moment (laughs) between the two of us. And I said, hey, you are hiring all these phenomenal speakers and this phenomenal content. Why are you not keynoting if that's your goal to keynote? And she goes, I'm not ready yet. And I was like, well, let's get you there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, girl, what are you? Yeah, no. That's That's crazy. So moments, right? (laughs) I mean, do you suggest people get on podcasts and stuff like just to get used to their voice, like getting good at just answering questions, like getting good at explaining their story in soundbite format? I mean, is is that what you suggest for the people that you work with? 100%. I think any time that you have an opportunity to speak, you're building your muscle that will help you move through anxiety if anxiety is your the thing that's muting you. But consistency in speaking and opportunities for podcasts, doing your own webinars, even client conversations, like difficult conversations with your clients is a speaking opportunity and a moment to really have impact and inform a client of how you would like the connection to be between the two of you. And so I think the more you can just practice the things that kind of cause anxiety, practice your pitch. If you have a group of people that you just know, love, and trust, ask them for their honest feedback. Say, hey, can I show you my pitch? Can I just tell it to you? Can you give me feedback? And the reason I say no love and trust <laughs> is because I have definitely had somebody that did their pitch for somebody and they're like, why would anyone want to listen to you? And it derailed them. And I said, well, are they your ideal audience? Is it? They're like, no, it was just a friend of mine. I was like, oh, yeah. Wrong friend. Wrong friend, right? And so find somebody that you really respect, that you know will give you feedback with kindness and love and tell you your opportunities for improvement, but also let you know what you're doing right so you can keep doing those things. Is Toastmasters valuable? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different organizations out there that do public speaking, what I have found in my research before I launched my company is that people didn't even want to go to Toastmasters because they immediately make you speak. And they were so afraid of even that part of it 
that it was like, ah, it caused anxiety. And sometimes some of the organizations, what they do is they have you do a bunch of different types of speaking, but they don't give you the foundation to set you up for success. And so you don't want to go to an organization that just forces you to speak, but doesn't give you the fundamentals of how to succeed, because then you're just establishing really bad habits. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to fail, that will begin to become your story. And we want to set you up for that success to go, oh, I did that. I knocked that out of the park. Oh, I did that. And I knocked it out of the park again. And that way that becomes your story and your recording in your mind of, I can do this. I got it. Love it. Love it. All right. When we come back on the Small Biz Chat Live, we're going to talk more with Missy Mejia about getting started with speaking. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I want to welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you want to learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might want to jump into our how to sell and market online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. All right, Missy, I want to go back and talk to you about how do you work through the anxiety? If you're too freaked out to go to Toastmasters, what are you going to do if you really want to get trained in speaking? Anxiety is the, of public speaking is the number one fear. It's actually in our DNA. (laughs) So if you get a 23andMe DNA test, it'll tell you like, if you're prone to fear of public speaking or not, I'm 50-50, which I thought was interesting. My husband, no fear whatsoever. But because it's in our DNA, it really is all about coming up with a formula to overcome anxiety in the moment. And for me, there's three things that you have to do, and it's MPR, and the M is a mantra. And whether that is a prayer or something that you say over and over, or it's a meditation moment, you have to mentally shift your mind. And then the next thing is P for physical activity. A lot of times our nerves in our body have no way of getting out. So they are just stirring, stirring, stirring. And that's when that weight shifting comes and our body starts shaking, our hands start shaking, our voice starts shaking is because we have this excess energy inside our body. And so you have to do some sort of physical activity, even if it's jumping jacks real quick to give that physical energy a way to move out of your body instead of just keeping in cycle. And then the last one is R, which is ritual. And that's just doing the same thing every single time before you speak. So your body doesn't go into the fight, flight, or freeze mode. It goes into, this is normal. I got this. And just puts you in a path for success. I love that. I love that. Now, do you program that you have that work with people, beginners that are like, you know, kind of just want to get started with speaking? 100%. Yeah, I have two programs. I have one for speakers that I thought I was developing for beginning speakers. (laughs) And then all these people that do keynotes came in. So that's what it resonated with. And so we went back to the drawing board because I really wanted to 
also serve those people that suffer from massive anxiety in this area. And when we found out that they didn't even want to go to Toastmasters or any type of public speaking because their fear is so great, we developed a program that's all on demand for people that want to start out and just move through the anxiety, learn the really basic fundamentals of public speaking. So then they can take that next step and actually putting it into action. I love it. I love it. And then what is your, the best business advice you've ever been given? Uh, if, if you're not disrupting yourself, someone else is going to. I love it. Thank you so much, Misty, for being here with us. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.